Kicking and Streaming Podcast is brought to you by Cafe 1804. Premium Haitian coffee now available online at cafe1804.com. That's cafe, K-A-F-E, 1804.com. Oh, my Lord. All right, will I ever get it together, Judge, what you think? Yeah, This absolutely. is new territory for me. <laughs> <laughs> This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge-watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. And hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Kicking and Streaming Podcast. Here with you is Graham. And of course, with me is the fantastic Jojo. Give me some how to do, Jojo. <laughs> how to <did> do. <you? laughs> By the way, you don't know this, but this is the second time we're trying this. I have to be, I have to keep it real with you. Like I said, this is this, take two. Yeah, this is a morning that I haven't been able to get it together. And, uh, I'm sorry, Jojo, but, you know. I, this is every morning for me, so it's, it's totally fine. <laughs> I never have it together, so. <laughs> this is every morning for you. Every morning for me. I, I, right. I never, I've used to be a morning person. Something happened when I turned like 30 and I, I, I'm not anymore. I don't, I can't remember a time that I, I, I was a morning person ever. And the, <laughs> the crazy thing is my entire life, I've always had the earliest jobs. Uh, <laughs> I uh, went to school all, always early, but it was always like, I hate, I hate this. Why do you have to wake up in the morning? Why can't it be like the day starts at noon? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's, that's, I completely agree with you. <laughs> right. right. So today we bring you a show that is is going to be, as we said before, fantastic because we're talking about... A very, very bombastic series on uh, Amazon Prime, so on Prime Video, and it's called Utopia. Yes. And we were talking about how, you know, nothing the trailer says uh, does justice to this show. This show is fabulous. This show is, and, and I don't think you can probably summarize this show in a 15 seconds, 20 seconds, 30 seconds trailer. Probably you would have to do like a mini infomercial if yeah. you want people to kind of find out what this show is about. But the one thing I can say, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to want to hear what, what you say about this, is that judging by what we've seen from Prime Video, we probably should have known that. This is gonna be along the line, isn't it? <laughs> It's true. It's true. <laughs> I, I, I am not kidding. Like every time we talk about a Prime Video show, I go into this rant about how Prime Video never disappoints, and somehow I, I still feel like they do. They do a better work at picking what they're going to stream. They they do a better job than than Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. And so we should have known, but alas, we didn't know, except that <laughs> now that we watch the show, we know, we're hooked, and uh, I can't wait for the next season. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we are ready to talk about it, uh, Utopia. Jojo, tell us what you thought of this. Tell me. This this show is bats, <laughs> but but in a in a very very 
good way. A little bit of like camp horror, a little bit of um, very relevant things uh, to what's going on right now. It's 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 a little bit of everything wackadoo. <laughs> yeah, I, I haven't heard you use this term for a long time about a show that we're talking about wackadoo and bad shit. <laughs> was the last show you, you referred to as Wakadu? I don't, I don't oh, remember. gosh. I think it was, um, I've forgotten the name of it, but oh, it was the uh, one with. Uh, Bancroft? Was it yes. Bancroft? Yeah. Yes, I think it was. So yes. so it, it's fair to say that when you use the term Wakadu is because something <laughs> is really fucking crazy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, watching this show, when I, after the first two episodes, I again found myself just extremely happy at the fact that somehow I've pinged on you the whole tell people what this show is about thing from the beginning <laughs> since we started this, this this podcast and that I've never had to do it because <laughs> I'm glad, I'm seriously glad because I don't know how I would explain to anybody well, this is what this show is about. But if anybody can do it, I know it's you, Judge. Right? <laughs> I, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. It's it's this was the one where I was like, I know grandma's gonna ask me this and this is gonna be so damn hard. So uh so it's Utopia. It was originally a British TV series, which I as a side note, am interested in watching that as well, because I'd like to see the differences between the two. But it was Picked up by Gillian Flynn, who is very well known for Gone Girl and uh, lots of, of, of scary books and, uh, and movies. And so she has gotten this to Amazon and she's produced and written, I believe. But it's about a group of young people who originally meet online. They end up meeting in real life at kind of like a Comic-Con type thing. They are big fans of a, this is difficult, of like a, a, a cult favorite graphic novel, a comic book. And they end up, the comic book ends up sort of pulling them into a, a, a deep state type organization. And uh, they also become tasked with saving the world. I do okay. <laughs> Dude, you oh, you certainly are doing better than I would ever do. <laughs> and uh, you know, if you want to know more, you better watch the damn show because that's <laughs> that's yeah, what I can tell it's, you, man. It's like I I don't know how you can really get into it without giving everything away. At, and be and I mean, I know we do that when we talk about shows. We we aren't really completely spoiler free in that sense but uh, i don't know it, just to start out with i don't really want to give everything away <laughs> yeah yeah i mean definitely like so here's what i would say there is not a lot we can say about this show that will make you give you clues as to i have to watch this but mm -hmm. we can tell you, you have to watch this. <laughs> it, it, that's basically what it is. Like, yeah. Because it, it's, a, it's a difficult to explain type of thing, but that doesn't make it any less interesting. So I don't know what made me want to see this because, again, I wasn't 
I, I wasn't very impressed with the trailer. Mm -hmm. And I stalled a bit to start watching it. Because I was like, you know, another comic book based stuff that maybe is not even going to be that interesting. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's because I've, you know, I'm, I'm, I've never been inspired to go to a Comic Con. I've never, you know, my friend John actually travels from Asheville, North Carolina to Charlotte to the local Comic Con. And he, you know, collects all of those graphic novels and stuff like that. Uh, I've read, you know, a series of graphic novels here and there uh, in my life. I'm not saying that I've never been interested in graphic novels or comics. But I've never been one of those to say like, you know, I'm this guy and I want to be this guy and I'm going to try this. I'm going to wear... I've, I've never been one of those. And so whenever I find something on TV that is based off a comic book, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I watch Batman and Superman and, you know, all of these, you know, DC made, DC and Marvel made uh, comic book into films. I have a problem with watching that. But I don't go into it with a lot of expectation because chances are I'm not going to like it. you know. But this was a completely different thing for me because the moment it started, I was like, these are some, some interesting characters and I know some interesting shit is going to start happening. And it starts happening right away. There's no, there's no, yeah, let's warm you up for the first half hour. It's yeah, just, there's no explosive right away isn't it yeah there's no preamble <laughs> <laughs> right you should know this guy and this guy I could, no 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 no. it's just bam let's do this so jojo tell me what you put it out there for me what you thought of this and why do you think this is going to be a successful successful show if you think so I think that it's, well, I think it has a, a great pedigree with Gillian Flynn and uh, the, you know, it's got John Cusack and it's got Rain Wilson and it's got a, a great cast behind it. And I think that as, as bonkers and wackadoo as it is, it's not completely inaccessible. Um, you know, you don't have to have watched anything else or done anything else. You don't have to have seen the British series to to appreciate this one. And I think that the fact that it's so, I read some things where people were saying that it was too timely and that made it too scary, but I don't really agree with that. I think that it being as timely as it is in the sense of, of pandemic and that sort of thing is is a, a point in its favor that it's was released at a, at a good time. And, uh, that, you know, I see this being one of those, those cult favorites that in 10 years, people are still going to be talking about it. Yeah. I read about the whole, yo, like this is too much in 2020. Why? You know, but, but you, you're right. I, I think if there was a time that deserved the release of a show like this, it, it, we're living in it. And, and the reason being is because you still have people out there who, who don't believe what's happening mm -hmm. in real life. And the reason most people who don't want to believe that this is happening is not necessarily because they are discounting a pandemic, but rather... 
we're too good of a country for this is for this to be happening to us. Most of the people who are denying the reality that we are living today is because they obviously have bought way too much into the exceptionalism message, and they cannot believe that we're doing so terrible on something where other countries that we don't give that much credit and respect to have managed to fucking get their shit together, <laughs> you know? And you know how, like, and we've talked about this, how sometimes people are skeptical to revisit history, especially on the part where they didn't do so well. Right. And right. it's like, yeah, but that was a long time ago. But all the victories in every war that we've won we don't have a problem <laughs> watching a movie about it because we want it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, 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 right. But, <laughs> but do a movie about slavery and it's like, yeah, but that was a long time. Do I really want to? <laughs> that was so long ago. That's ancient history. We don't need to talk about that. <laughs> Revolutionary history. War, however, let's talk about that all day. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's glorify them. <laughs> you know. And so... I think th I think this is basically the reason why people are so adamant, like, yeah, we can't take it anymore. But you're right. I think there is a potential for this show to become an absolute, you know, cult favorite. Because first of all, we're gonna have we're gonna talk about the cast, and the one thing I can tell you is that the kids in the show, I don't want them to grow up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for the next few seasons, I know that when whatever you like, ooh, Grant has grown up, babe, you know. But I want I, like the kids are great, and the adults they are the most fucked up little bunch of people I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. and, and and somehow I was pulling for them, and even the character that wasn't really that great of a person, I was finding ways to understand why she is the way she is. Mm -hmm. And that's Jessica Hyde. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the storyline, maybe, without giving too much away, right? Okay. So I, I, was, I was having a hard time figuring out if... Maybe the group of fans, the fanboys, had taken it too far. Mm -hmm. And somebody was playing a huge prank on them. Right, right, that, right. That's where I was going with. I'm like, maybe somebody hacked into the little group message and decided, we're going to fuck with their minds. But until I saw people started to die, and I'm like, yeah, this is far too much of a prank, isn't it? You know, when the two dudes showed up uh, at the hotel, right? Mm -hmm. Even when shit started to go down, I was like, yeah, they're just going to sleep. It's just going to be that. Until they started going room to room to room to room and doing their thing. And I was like, oh, this is, no, this is fucked up. <laughs> you know? And then it started dawning to me, like, is this some kind of, like you said, is this some kind of deep state government project that maybe someone is trying really hard to prevent it from getting out there?
But on the other hand, the graphic novel is already made. So what am I watching? I said, I asked this question to myself the entire time. What the fuck am I watching? (laughs) (laughs) I'm serious. (laughs) I think it's okay if you ask, what the fuck am I watching? It's not okay if you go, why the fuck am I watching this? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes. That's That's, that's the point. That's the the difference. What the fuck am I watching can be a very, very good thing. But what the fuck am I, you know, why the fuck am I watching is a bad thing. What the fuck is a good thing. And we often find ourselves asking, why the fuck am I watching this? Right, if it yes. weren't for the show, I wouldn't be watching this fucking thing, innit? <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so, so what was your reaction while, while watching this? What was your, you know, like how, how, how did this show have you reacting by yourself, maybe? Did, did Jeffrey watch it with you? No, no, he didn't get to. <laughs> No, it was just me, <laughs> just me and the, and the, and the my Chihuahua cartel. <laughs> <laughs> and the dogs be like, I don't know what it is that she's watching, but damn, <laughs> they're going, what the fuck is she watching? Wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I. Well, you had mentioned earlier, but it was when you watch something that's quote unquote mainstream, which I do consider Amazon Prime to be more mainstream than 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 you know some things that when they do kill off characters that they've that you've gotten to know or that you they've been introduced well and you know some of their motivation and that kind of thing so when characters start getting killed off to me that was the first what <laughs> what is happening here you know that was the first the first character that got killed off like that was 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 my first clue that okay this is going to be a completely different kind of a ride i mean of course you know it's it's gritty and all and and you know it's shot differently and that kind of thing but i was just just kind of waiting to see what what was what it was going to do to prove itself to be different from something else and that for me was the moment is when they first killed off one of those characters was like oh okay okay like you're like okay so is this where we're going this is what (laughs) you know this is what's going to be happening and the the thing for me is the innocence with which the show starts, because it's you know like yeah, hey, this is an old dude's house, you know, and uh, now it it belongs to us, and we're gonna clean it up and 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 make it look better, right? And dude finds this graphic novel, and of course it takes it takes a whole life from there. From that first scene to about 25 people dying in the first half hour of the show. <laughs> like, what in the world, man? Yeah. And, and and then it just takes it just takes off from there. Well yeah. you you know I have a thing with conspiracies and conspiracy theories. And and it's not because I discard, you know, conspiracy theories right away. The thing is that most conspiracy theories are based on shit, on nothing. Right, And so it's very easy to just like like completely dismantle them in, in the blink of an eye. Right. Some conspiracy theories, on the other hand, are a bit more, yeah, I have to research this more. And... But I'd rather not have an opinion 
about what you're talking about. So, so you know, to see that an entire group is formed about the conspiracy, because like some of the clues in the graphic novel were things that you needed a loop to look at. And it wasn't anything that was easily revealing to the, to, to the naked eyes. And you have to be really into, you have to really not have the prospect of having sex regularly with someone <laughs> type of thing <laughs> in your life. <laughs> to go, let me search for some clues in this graphic novel that you can't see with the naked eyes, you, you know. <laughs> Am I am I abusing the stereotype? The stereotype. <laughs> Maybe a little bit, yeah, but it's fine. <laughs> they recognize. <laughs> well, I uh, I I was curious, um, and I'm glad that you just started talking about that because I I know how you feel about conspiracy theories. So I was curious as to what your take on on the conspiracy theory portion of this is. I mean, it's more than a portion, but. How you how you felt about that as a plot line? I think the plot line is absolutely fantastic because even within the fantasy that it is, it's based on a on a on a reality. There's mm-hmm. that. the The motivation behind all of the malaise, all of the all of the bad in 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 the story, you can understand because almost everything is based on making more money. Mm-hmm. But that was the, I guess, the dumb approach. Like if 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 I were to to say, okay, I know what's behind all of this, you know what I mean. The most obvious thing is this is about money. It just turns out that very very much at the end of everything, you realize, no, this is not about money, and the kind of power that this guy, Dr. Rabbit, was after. It was more about vanity, narcissism. It compl- like, it's, it's, it's a, the dude is a psychopath who has the money already. So it wasn't about money. It was about how can I play God? I'm going to play God, right? Mm-hmm. And this is where, for me, this entire thing is scary. And mm-hmm. to think that there are people out there, right, mm-hmm. who have enough money that nothing will be about money for them anymore, but about playing architect, playing God with the uh, the world's population. And so I dismiss at any point, like whenever I'm on Facebook or whatever, and somebody's like, no, oh, because Bill Gates is doing that the vaccines and shit. I'm not going to... Microchip in your arm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, ah, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because these are people who just heard something, read something, read a headline, and decided, I'm going to propagate these. (laughs) I'm just going to regurgitate a headline. Regurgitate a headline. Having said that, now, I think one has to actually start to consider some of these possibilities and be at least um, aware that there are some 
there could be some, tr- not truth, but it is all in the realm of possibilities. That's it. Mm-hmm. Am I saying, I believe that a dude that has the money of Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates are supervillains and shit? No. <laughs> I, 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 I don't think so. But I would not dismiss if there was any evidence show, you know, coming to light that they've done all they are doing some supervillainy shit. Mm-hmm. Because I have to maintain a certain level of suspicion on mm-hmm. people with that kind of power and that kind of money. Mm-hmm. Am, am I am I taking it too far? I don't think so at all. I mean, you know, you have the whole in in real life. You have the the Epstein, which is we're not talking about you know pandemics and that sort of thing, but also pretty some pretty terrible stuff that you know a lot of conspiracy theorists have probably grabbed a hold of with with Epstein. But when it comes down to it, there was some very shady, bad stuff going down involving some very rich, very powerful people. And we'll probably never know the extent of everything that happened with that. So to take it even a step further and start playing God with population, you know, (laughs) I mean, I have to say my first thought went to um, Steve Jobs. (laughs) Yeah. And the and the fact that he was nuts. I mean, I mean, frankly, sorry, the guy was nuts. He he was yeah. brilliant. He was a genius, of course, but he yeah. was also nuts. Yeah. So uh, I I mean, I think that some of that would be. I I, I don't believe that that sweet little Bill Gates is going to put a microchip in you. But if they'd said <laughs> if they'd said said Jobs, I would be like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, that'll totally happen at some point. <laughs> The eye brain or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think I think you're right. Like if you were to compare, like you know, the crazy thing is, you also associate the physical appearance of somebody with with, with you know whatever villainy thing they tell you or or you, you can come up with, you know, and it almost looks like Steve Jobs was was building that persona. <laughs> he was he was working up to be a Bond villain. He had the turtleneck. <laughs> he just needed a cat to stroke. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 so if you put the top three together, well, uh, let's put the top four because we cannot not add the South African dude. What's his name? Uh, Musk. Yes. Yes. This dude is also batshit. He is. He is. He is. <laughs> He's, I'm going to conquer space and shit. <laughs> I think the difference is he is more interested in space. Right. And, you know, like, I feel like he, he of all the people, I feel like he is the alien, like the actual genuine space yeah. alien. <laughs> No, the Facebook dude is more is more the alien, isn't he? Yeah, he is too. I have to behave like this. That's what humans Remem- do. Right? Remember to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> and and but like if you put all of them together, some of them look like your typical what you would be looking for in a supervillain. Because Bezos, for instance. Yes, right? he's got the Donald Pleasants thing going on. The the bald. The bald, bald and you know. The never a necktie, just yeah. <laughs> the button-down shirt. But, I mean, come on. Bill Gates, though? The dude yeah. that gave us windows and shit? And most of, yeah. it, most of the time it was free for, like, for the first, I don't know, the first 10, 20 years. Yeah. 
don't know, man. Yeah. Yeah. But again, we, we always have to keep an eye on these motherfuckers. I mean, <laughs> when did our show turn into a conspiracy show? <laughs> I don't know. Well, and we watched this show. <laughs> we did. And we now, watched Utopia, and now everything is a conspiracy. It's never going to be the same. <laughs> well, life will never be the same. Lord. <laughs> so... The prospect of the second of a second season. Are you are you excited about that? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. And I I, I think I said it earlier, but I I would like to see the the British version of this too. I'm interested in in seeing that too. I I the I I like comparing American versions and British versions, and it's rare I feel like that we get to see the American version first, or maybe not rare, but maybe it's rare for the British version to be easily accessible for us. Cause there's been a lot of American things that are based on British stuff that you didn't even know about, like the Cosby yeah. show and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, I, uh, I would be interested in seeing the British version and I'm definitely interested in a season two American version. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I was like, when it ended, first of all, for some reason, whenever I watch something on, on prime video, they have these eight episode standard. Mm-hmm. And whenever I watch an eight-episode series in Prime Video, I always end up like, damn, I wish just two more damn episodes. Give right. me just two more damn episodes. Right. Right? But they're very substantive in every episode. Like, there's no filling, uh, filling in episode. Like, every, every episode tells you, tell you something. And so I'm happy with that. But I was left like, you know, like yesterday, I when we spoke, I told you that I had been... I was like one episode away from finishing it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I had to do a, an, an Ikea run with Chris and, and Jamal. So I didn't get to finish it. But like, I was like, in, when you go to Ikea, you can't just go in and out. <laughs> There's no such thing as going in and out on Ikea. Sometimes I think it would be easier to go to Switzerland or Sweden, sorry, Sweden. I think it would be yeah. easier to just go to Sweden and, and, <laughs> and buy the stuff there and then fly back than it is to go to Ikea. Because, like, I, it's, a, it's, it's not, it's more than a notion. You are not joking. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, you have to go through every department just to yes. see. Yes. Whether or not you are interested in what they're selling you just want to see. You just want to have ideas. You just like. I mean, that yes. place is the closest thing to a twenty-five of December in the morning that I've yes. ever seen. Yes. So we did that, and it took the regular four hours that it took for you to walk out of seventy dollars worth of things that you wanted to buy. Mm-hmm. And so we weren't home until after nine p.m. And I couldn't freaking wait to just watch the last episode. And then I was left with the, man, I wish, I wish, I wish there, were, there were just two more damn episodes. Just, just give me two more. <laughs> Let's not do this. Give me two more. But I actually didn't know of the British version. From what, what you're telling me, it seems like there was only three, there was only three seasons of the British version. I believe so, yeah. So... We would have to see first why it got canceled and if it's just if there is just a delay for the fourth season. 
And um, yeah, where the hell we can see it to watch? <laughs> who can find it to watch? You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I saw a, a, an article with um, Jillian Flynn, and she was saying, "Oh, don't worry." The American version is going to be less violent than the British version. You don't so, say. <laughs> so I'm like, as you said, they killed 25 people in the first episode, and that's less violent? Okay. <laughs> My God. No, so. man. Let's, let's not do this. <laughs> right. So uh, let's talk about the cast. So there's some big names in the cast, and there's some names that are very much in the popular conscience, but they're not necessarily have have reached their peaks, right? Mm-hmm. But what we do have is an absolutely excellent cast. And uh, I uh, I couldn't wait to get to this moment, you know, to talk about to talk about the cast. First of all, I don't remember the last time I saw John Cusack in anything, but this dude has that face that you will recognize anywhere, no matter what, right? Like it's it's yeah. it's just it's just never changes. Like you can tell that he's aged, but it's the same face you remember. Does that make sense? Like I I, I know mm-hmm. that I've seen some transformation in actors over the years. Whereas mm-hmm. this dude, you just see a guy that has aged, but hey. You can still see the dude that you've seen thirty years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. He has very, um, it's a very distinctive vocal pattern. I feel like, and a very distinctive mannerisms that seem to come through in most of his performances. Maybe not all of them, but most of them. And uh, I am a John Cusack fan, and I feel like he kind of, to me, runs the line of either being absolutely fabulous, unbelievably good. Or complete crap. <laughs> I feel like there's no in between there with him, which which is perfectly fine. You know, I, I would I would almost rather that than somebody who would every other performance just phone it in. You know, I'd rather them just be like, you know what, I'm not interested in doing this and just be crap. <laughs> no, you you are you absolutely right. You know, um, so. there are three actors that I can think of that are like this that have these perfect pattern of speech, mannerism that makes them recognizable even if they were using like the most confounding these guys. Mm-hmm. And it's John Cusack, Hugh Grant, mm-hmm. and of course, Christopher Walken. Right? Yes, yes. But I'm going to throw another one here too because you've talked about this guy. Our guy, John Malkovich, is like Yes, that. yes, he is very much so. Yes. There is no yes. character John Malkovich plays that I'm not scared of him. Mm-hmm. He could play like the best. Nan- like, he could actually play fucking, uh, what's the British nanny thing? Uh, Mary that, Poppins? Yeah, I would still be scared of John Malkovich. <laughs> John Malkovich has Mary Poppins, and I'm like, yeah, I'm still scared of your motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. I agree. Moving on. So what did you think of uh, Cusack as Dr. Kevin Christie? I thought he was great. I thought he was, uh, uh, well, everybody I feel like has some level of creepiness in this. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed his performance. Yeah. What yeah. You, What about you? What do you think of him? I 
I was buying the whole goody two shoes thing from the very beginning. Like that's that's for me what what made me like wow, this guy is great because you know I thoroughly believed that this guy was a great father, <laughs> a fantastic scientist in the whole thing. And I'm like, oh shit, now they're gonna pin this thing on this dude, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I realize. Do you know when I realized that there was something uh, incredibly sinister about it? When's that? I, I have a, a thing when families have a, an un, unmistakable routine that always strikes me as creepy. Mm-hmm. And when they sat at the table and joined hand and he asked one by one, what have you done today to earn your place in this crowded world? To each one of his children, including including his wife, I was like, yo, this guy is a creep. <laughs> this is this is this is a, there's a cultish shit going on, and we're about to find out. And I don't know why. Like before that, I was buying the entire thing until that moment. What have you done today to earn your place in this crowded world? First of all, that is a weird question. It is. But secondly, the crowded world part of it gave me all the clues I need. I needed to know that there is something about world population control here. So, yeah, the guy was brilliant, man, uh, uh, John Cusack. Did his thing. I, I think I, I wouldn't want to see anybody else playing this character. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He he owned the character and uh, made it made it his. <laughs> yeah. So there's another actor I'd like to talk about right after John Cusack. And it's the dude who played Arby, Christopher Denham. This kid is great. Yeah. He he knows how to play like even when Arby was going around killing people, I still had like wanted to be his friend. Is that wrong? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> like, come on, Arby, you haven't done anything wrong. You just killed thirty five people, but hey man. Sorry. Right. Bring can it you in. be my friend? Bring it in. <laughs> <laughs> So what do you think of this guy, man? Yeah, he um he's inspiring memes and <laughs> so lots <laughs> lots of people feel the same way about Arby and you know you kinda you kinda have a soft spot for somebody who seems to be named after roast beef, so <laughs> <laughs> And when you discover why his name is Arby, it's actually it makes you wanna laugh. It was actually a cruel joke. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Yeah. Because I didn't make anything of it until he said that. And I was like, oh, my God, that is actually a cruel joke. (laughs) (laughs) So this dude has been on Argo in Shutter Island in Billions. Have you you seen Argo? I have not seen Argo. I have seen Shutter Island. Yeah, I've not seen Shutter Island. Billions, I started watching. I think I've told you this. I started watching Billions because, you know, 
two of my favorite actors on there, Paul Giamatti and mm-hmm. that other British dude that was on Homeland. Damien Lewis? Uh, yes. But like, I kind of got tired of it on the first four episodes because there was some gratuitous nudity that I felt like, and, and, you know, I'm not a prude or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But like, I, 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 you know, nudity has to have something to tell me with the story. But when you're just having women get naked because whatever, it's just not my thing. Again, I'm not approved. It's not, that's not what I'm trying to, you know, portray here. I'm just saying that sometimes the HBOs and the Showtimes, you know, they have this thing where, yeah, get naked for me, you know, for no apparent reason. And it's it's just tiring. Mm -hmm. Yep. If you are telling me a good story and somebody has to get naked or, Fuck, the entire cast has to get naked. I'm fine with that. But don't just like, yeah, let's get you naked, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nudity just just because is, I agree with you. It's And again, nothing to do with being a prude. It's just, okay, and why are there boobs? <laughs> <laughs> why am I yeah. seeing an ass? <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I've heard a lot of actresses talk about this but like why don't we create a certain amount of equity between how much female act- actors get naked um in you know in contrast to men mm-hmm. you know like you know it's always show me your boobs but dudes there's no show me your balls like for dudes like you, you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it, it's always the women that have to mm-hmm. you know bear it all and mm-hmm. and uh, let, you know again i'm uh, if you i'm a, i'm i'm no, I'm not a prude. I'm the most liberal motherfucker you've ever seen in your life. But at the same time, this is what this is the way I feel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. You know. Yep. I agree, and I agree that there's a lot of inequality when it when it comes to that. You know, yeah. like there's going to be gratuitous. You know, if you're just going to yeah. show a woman naked because, then just show a dude naked because. Right. <laughs> That's it. Um, so let's talk about Wilson Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> I like what he said. It's not a typo. <laughs> Wilson Wilson. <laughs> yes, that's me. It's not a typo. You know? <laughs> you know I have a thing with names. <laughs> so that was for me like, yeah. Tell them, Wilson, Wilson. You know? <laughs> and <laughs> remember, I, I, just, I, I went to vote this week and the lady that, you know, looked up my registration and stuff, it took her about three minutes trying to figure me out, right? Because first of all, she, she asked me, tell me your name starting by your last name, Right? I tell her my last name. She asked me to spell it. I started spelling it. She's like, you know what? You're going to have to write that down for me. Because that's a little bit too much than I can handle, right? I write it down for her. And still, she's staring at the computer, like, at the little laptop, like, this is, I can't, no. How do I tell this guy I can't find you? How do I tell this guy? Maybe you're not registered in... You 
an illegal alien trying to vote <laughs> without sounding, you know, some <laughs> racist Southern lady. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to let her bask in it, and then I'm going to tell her what she's doing wrong, right? Mm-hmm. And about two minutes into it, I'm like, so the last name is actually Pierre Lewis. So Graham is the first name. Oh, so that's what it, you know what? It was my bad because I actually asked you to write your last name first and you did. I'm like, yeah. Don't worry, it happens a lot. (laughs) Follow directions. Oh, yes, yes. But I, I knew, like, and I know that. I know I have a first name that sounds much like a, like, like a, like a last name. And a last name that, most, that people are, aren't familiar with, so they can't possibly understand that it is a last name, but rather maybe, you know, it sounds more like a Pierre-Louis should be, you know, your first name, but no. And so when Wilson Wilson tells this this, uh, young lady, it's not a typo, that's actually it. I was like, yeah, I feel you, man. Trust me. I'm with you, dude. (laughs) Oh, I know that as as much as I like my name, I uh, in tussles with with trying to get people to understand both my first and my last name. I've been like... (laughs) Could I have not just been Jojo? <laughs> like literally, Jojo, just Jojo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. There's people named Ginger. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So my first Ginger. name is Joe. My last name is Joe. And, and jo- <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't get it that one <laughs> until you say, first name, Joe. And what's your last name, man? It's Joe. <laughs> Is this a typo? Uh, no, it's not a damn typo. Yeah. I'm Joe Joe. I'm Joe, Joe. It's what it is. <laughs> but then I feel like that would turn into a whole thing that would be just as bad as the name I have. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. So uh, this kid, Wilson Wilson. <laughs> Wilson His Wilson. name is <laughs> Desmond Borges. And uh, he's an up and coming actor, you could say. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Looks like he's been in a few things that I, I haven't seen. <laughs> yeah. But uh, kind of guest starred on a few big shows, uh, The Good Wife and that kind of thing. But yeah, he, uh, he, I'm not, I'm not familiar with his work, but I enjoyed him in this. And uh, he has a very empathetic face, if that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I liked everything about him. Yeah. I like that he was the nut job conspiracy theorist that had a bunker <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> um, that he could easily lose his shit <laughs> at any given point. You never knew how he was going to react to things. Mm-hmm. And I also like how at the end of the day, even though he looked like the most knowledgeable, he sounded like he was the most knowledgeable of all of them. He was the in the end, sort of like the weakest link. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Desmond Borges as Wilson Wilson. Uh, I also like the the ethnicity part of him. He's of a Greek and Italian mother, and a Puerto Rican father. 
So you, you kind of see all of that in him too. So Corey Michael Smith, we're all familiar with. If you watched Gotham, you know. But is there any way this kid could play a character that is not an actual asshole? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I kind of think he's, he maybe got uh, has gotten himself typecast or something or buttonholed there. But then if you're really good at something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, you see the face, you're like, oh. I know, I know. Is he? Is he good this time? No, he. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. But I mean, he was good right, here. Yeah. Good in the in the performance. <laughs> yes. Yes. And and it's sort of like the the same line with him in 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 Gotham too. Like he started good, and then all of a sudden, oh, whoa! <laughs> you know. Yes. <laughs> but he's uh, he's made a name for himself, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. So he played, what was it, Thomas? Thomas, Thomas Christie? Thomas Christie, yeah, Thomas. Yeah, he played Thomas Christie on mm-hmm. the son and heir <laughs> to the Christie throne. <laughs> I was waiting for a fat Christie for some reason because <laughs> of Chris Christie. Is that, is that wrong or wrong of me now? <laughs> I'm not saying, but I'm just saying If there's going to be a Christie family I'm waiting for one of them to be in politics and to be fat Yeah, a little on the chunky yeah. side <laughs> He was Chris <laughs> But I, I, I know, that was wrong Whatever Yeah <laughs> So who do we want to talk about here now? Let's talk about whom? Um, Who do you got? Well, there was Sasha Lane as Jessica Hyde. Yo. (laughs) (laughs) Sasha Lane as Jessica Hyde. My God. Tell me, what impression did you get? She, um, she's, yeah, I, (laughs) she's very intense character. The entire time. The entire time. She's the entire time. Like this, this girl never smiles in this fucking thing, man. She's she's on high alert at all times. She <laughs> and she she likes her her guns, and yep. uh, <laughs> but a very very um, interesting character and a very I think a very well handled by the actress of Sasha Lane. Yes, yes. She's uh, her father's African American. Her mother is from New Zealand and is of European and Maori descent. So, so that's very cool. Uh, Yeah, that's quite the cool mix in there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. She uh, she she's from Houston, Texas. uh, Born in Houston, Texas. So she's she. I have not seen anything else that she's been in though. She was a completely new face for me. Yeah, and she's been in quite a few things, but again, like you said, for me too, she was she was a, an interesting phase, a, a new phase, and I was like, who is this girl? Mm-hmm. You know, and she got, she had that vibe of the young hippie hobo mm-hmm. that you meet at the library, and you're like, are you a hobo, or do you just you just enjoy dressing like a hobo? 
You know what I mean? Are you a hobo or are you really rich? <laughs> yeah, like, like kind of like the, the Olsen sisters. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Either a fucking hobo or you just like to just play one. Yeah. Yeah. But but yeah, she she was she was dope, man. She was I was like that was another phase that I couldn't see anybody else playing. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and there's something about her, man, that I'm like, are you really like this? Do you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Is there a time in real life where you are actually approachable? <laughs> like, am I to expect that you're just going to bash my head, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she's yeah i want I want to see more of her in everything mm-hmm. anywhere wherever she's I'm definitely there. Let's talk about the kids, so I was thrown off by this kid the the little boy's name uh the actor's name his name is Javon Juana Juana Walton Juana Walton what is that <laughs> like what is that supposed to mean and then his bio is like the crazy. He's an actor and manager. What the hell can you manage <laughs> at your age? Is that a typo? I I <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He's, he's, an he's actor and manager. Actor and manager. Yeah. He's been in some. He was in Euphoria. He's been in Utopia. He's filming Samaritan and filming the Adams Family too. So I'm not I'm not sure who he's managing. Maybe he's just managing himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's his agent, publicist, and legal company. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he uh his character was a pretty competent little kid anyway. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, this dude managed to, you know, travel across state and be gone for days and you know, escape from the police, escape from assassins and stuff. Maybe he's like that in real life. Javon Wanna Walton. Maybe so. Doesn't really have his <laughs> his date of birth listed here on his uh, bio that I'm seeing. So I, I don't know how old he is in real life. So it's possible he's a little person. <laughs> it could be. He could be 45. A, a, a kid. <laughs> Which explains why he's a manager. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're just playing. We're just playing. <laughs> um, Farah Mackenzie playing Alice. She's a little badass, Alice, isn't she? Yes, yes. <laughs> and she is actually fifteen. She, yeah. I, for some reason, her little face reminded me. I thought I saw her. Do you remember that little movie that we talked about? That um, Jim Gaffigan and Viola Davis was in uh, Troop something. Mm-hmm. Troop Zero. I, yeah, Troop Zero. I, I thought was she on that? She wasn't, but she she does look very much like one of one of the little yes. girls that was in that. Very very much like could be sisters. Yeah, I could. I kept thinking. Yeah, I've seen this kid in in, in some in in the the movie of of uh, Troop Zero kept coming up in my mind, but. Like I don't see that anywhere in her in her bio, so definitely she wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> but she has been in everything. Yeah, she's been been working for a while. To be fifteen, she's been working for a long time. 
So both of her parents are actors. Her mother is Angela Little. And her father is Andy McKenzie. And her grandfather, <laughs> Jesus, is Emmy Award nominated director Will McKenzie. So she probably could have schooled the entire cast that she worked with. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this is how you do this. <laughs> well, well, actually, the way one does this is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I, I was fascinated by those kids because, you know, one plays the little vagabond and she plays the little girl who you would, you, you know, originally would assume is fragile and, you know, just a little girl. And then wait till you see. <laughs> we're not gonna. We're not gonna give you the hope. But wait till you see. Man. Yeah. She's not. You, you can't fuck around with her. That's right. Nah. That's right. <laughs> the character of Becky, played by Ashley Lathrop, is that am I saying that right? Uh, I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> yeah, Ashley Lathrop. So. She has been on on a couple of things that we've seen, but I don't remember her, but I will remember her from now on. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, she's been in quite a few things, but I for whatever reason she her face didn't didn't ping any memory for me. I think it's hard any actor or actress who's been one of the women in The Handmaid's Tale it, it would be hard to recognize them elsewhere unless they were already famous. This is true. You know what I mean? Yeah, this because is true. Because of the costume and the whole thing. So she's been on the Hellman's Tale, so I cannot remember her from 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 that. We did watch two or three seasons of the Kominsky Method, mm-hmm. and she has some credits in there. But again, you know, if it wasn't a persistently featured character, then... Probably, the, I, I, could, I would not remember her. And I have no idea what Fifty Shades Freed is. Yeah, I haven't seen that. But I love uh, Becky's character, and I love her reason for being part of the story. And I was getting disappointed at some point because I thought the character had been written off. And luckily... That wasn't the case, but I'm 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 glad I'm glad that they kept her around because I think she is in the end an integral part of of the character, and I think she makes she brings out a certain humanity out of Jessica Park. It, you know, she I think she probably makes Jessica feel that. She's the closest thing to a sister, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, there's so, there was there was a good dynamic between the two of them and uh yeah. It was good. Yeah, she kind of brings a bit of balance onto Jessica cuz among the dudes Jessica feels like she always has to be on top. Mm-hmm. You know, she has to be she has a commanding personality and you had another dude who challenged her all the time. So 
I think this guy made it to the end of the of the of the story because of his closeness to Becky. Otherwise, Jessica would have killed his ass too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that know. makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Wilson Wilson was the guy that you know. He submitted when he needed to. He was a survivor, wasn't he? he yeah. He was a survivalist. Yeah. And so it made sense that he understood that he could be protected by Jessica and he needed to do his part to, you know, to keep things going. But my uh, dude Ian, who we are going to talk about now, he was, you know, the challenging voice. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with that. But when you're dealing with crazy people, you have to know how you're challenging. I'm just saying, you know, I think it doesn't take a long time to realize. It didn't take, it shouldn't take a long time to realize for any part of one of the group. Yo, this girl Jessica ain't playing around. She's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. So you got to be careful with her. She's not a bad person, but she's. No, she's, as Jocelyn would say, wakadu. <laughs> yes, and uh, yeah, so I think that, yeah, if you had any survival skills, you know, what's the silly saying? The number one rule to gun safety is not pissing me off or something stupid like that. <laughs> but I mean, that, I mean, essentially, that's that was her character is, you know, okay, the number one rule of surviving this is let's let's keep her happy. <laughs> let's not yeah. let's not challenge her. Let's recognize the fact she knows what she's doing and just follow her lead and it'll be okay. <laughs> At least yeah. it'll be okay in the sense that she's not going to kill me. She ain't going to kill you <laughs> as long as you do your part. Yes. So let's talk about Ian Dan Bird is the actor who played Ian. Mm-hmm. He is also, um, he's, he's like the, the most experienced of, of, the, of the group he's, as an actor, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, taking out John Cusack. I guess he would be probably one of the, the most, because he's been uh, acting since, looks like 97. So he has quite a, Quite a resume. Lots of different roles that I haven't seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's a good character. You always need a, a character like this in there, like I said, because although he's not, he's a, he's a weaker voice, but he speaks truth to power. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he steers the conversation to, to consider other scenarios. Which is a good thing, isn't it? Yes. Yes. So, yeah, the character of Ian was necessary. It's just that most of the time, whenever he spoke, I was scared for him. Especially yeah. <laughs> when he challenged Jessica Hyde, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> mm. So this kid has been, uh, this actor has been in Aliens in America, The Hills Have Eyes, and A Cinderella Story. Cinderella story was that sh- that one with uh, Russell Crowe, right? The boxer. Uh, yeah, it was. Yes. Do you remember that? Yes. That was actually a very good movie. Who, who else do you want to talk about? I think really the, the one that's going to bring, I think, people into this show who might not watch it otherwise is, is Rain Wilson because of his, uh, his huge following from The Office. 
Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So I think that, uh, I think that, that him being in it will probably pique some people's interest who otherwise would yes. be like, I'm definitely not watching that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think most people, most younger people don't know who John Cusack is. Right. True. Some of the dudes may know Jessica Roth, the, um, young actress who played, who played uh, Samantha. But you're right. I mean, Rain Wilson is going to be, you know, some of the people might know Corey Michael Smith, but you, you know, you don't know that he's in this show until you watch it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that, I don't know. I feel like that Rain Wilson just, cause I, there was such a, I don't know. There's such a following for the office. It's practically a religion, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> and um there's you know, there's memes and and everything and so, you know, yeah. this this character that he played on the office became so iconic that I I really think that people will watch stuff that they wouldn't normally watch just to get a chance to see Rain Wilson act. But the good thing about when uh, Rain Wilson is that he's one of those people who played an iconic character in an iconic show. But you actually can believe that he's another person when you see him yes. on, on something else. Yes, yes. And I love that. Yes. I love that. Yes. He definitely has the um, the chops, the acting experience, yes. and ability to, to pull a different character. And uh, he's he's not playing the same person over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's actually very good. But Rain Wilson is not a young duck, is he? No, he's not. He's been around for a while. He's been in many, many things, but uh, wow. but yeah, he. No, uh, seriously, I thought he was a dude in his forties. I mean, my dude is fifty-four. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, another some there were some cameos here and there that we also have to make some mention. Cameron Manheim. As, uh, what was the name of her character? Artemis. Uh, Artemis, yeah. I was happy to see her here playing Artemis. That was dope. Yeah. Yeah. It's always fun to see a a good cameo, you know, from a a well-known actor or actress who... uh, who, you know, is... They're not just there for the paycheck or whatever. They're there to to enjoy this character and play them out for us. So it's, it's always fun to see that. And they're also not just there to play themselves, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. You know, she, she was there and she's like, yeah, I'll play hobo lady. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That was dope. You had Crystal Fox who played Kim in a couple of episodes. She was the mother of the little girl that was so fascinated by and we talked about. Um, she was a, what was it? Is that a foster mother, wasn't she? Yeah. Is that a foster mother she was playing? Yeah, I believe so. She Her cameo was great. And another actor who did a nice little cameo there a couple of times. And I suspect this character is going to have a larger role to play. It's not a simple cameo. We're talking about Sonja Son as Milner, who also is Homeland. I think in in the next season, then she probably will be more prominently featured. But for now, we'll just leave it as, well, 
Camus. Ja. Ja. This is a an actress with an immense pedigree, but if you want to know who we're talking about, think about uh, The Wire. Any other cameos that you can remember? I can't remember. I'm sure there was, but my brain's gone poof. The last actress I want to talk about is Janine Serralis, who played Colleen. Fascinating. There was nothing about her throughout the entire thing until the end that told me that she was a surprise. And she was. <laughs> <laughs> she was a surprise, man. And she, uh, she's been in a lot of interesting things, too. So she's, uh, she's got a good pedigree. All right. Yeah. I, huh. It's Across the Universe. That was a, a great movie, Inside Llewellyn Davis. Yes. So she's, 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 uh, she's going to be in the movie I'm interested in called The Woman in the Window. So that should, should be good, All too. All right. Yeah. So. Did that movie ever come out? Because like, I remember, I, I think I saw a trailer for that. Yeah. About a year and a half ago. Yeah, I think that uh, COVID kind of, I think they were waiting for theaters to reopen, but I don't know if, I don't know if they're going to decide to release it on streaming or I think it's kind of in COVID limbo. Yeah, I, I, I think this is a movie that deserves to be thrown out when, when everything is said and done. Yeah. I, uh, I'm cool with that. Yeah. All right, then. So here's the thing. Utopia, if you are expecting to see something that sparks your interest by watching the trailer, that's not going to do it. You are going to just have to take a leap of faith and go watch it, and you'll see what we're talking about. This is, to me, in 2020, probably the best new show on Prime Video in 2020. I think Utopia is going to be the one to talk about. In 2020, what do you say, George? I agree. I agree, and I, I, uh, I disagree with the people, as I said earlier, who think that it was released at the wrong time. I think this is a great time to release it, and uh, I think it's a interesting uh, reflection of the times we're living in. And uh, I am very excited for season two. Me too. And it's a damn shame that sometimes it will take. Uh, probably it will take longer now. Um, yeah. Right? Yeah. But I love this show. If you were to give it some stars, Jojo, what do you? What, what would you go with? I think uh, four to four and a half out of five. Four to four and a half. Man, Jojo, this is the first time you've ever been so generous with the star giving <laughs> shit. Woo! Mm. Lord, I mean, I'm out. Oh. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's deserving of all the all the uh, accolades that you can give it. Yeah. And uh, watch it, and we'll see what you'll see what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I think this is a good time for us to tell you that you can uh, follow us on uh, every social media platform. We're everywhere. Where are we that that we ain't, Jojo? Is that um, a good question? Where are they with that we ain't? We ain't on LinkedIn. That's exactly <laughs> That's the only thing you're not going to find us. But we are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. Uh, we have a Facebook page and a Facebook group. 
<laughs> the conversation in there is absolutely fantastic. If you are on Facebook, you can go ahead and boom, just join the Facebook group, Kicking and Streaming Podcast Facebook group. Also, if you watch us on YouTube, please, please, please subscribe. Please subscribe. Share this episode with other people and tell us what, you know, we, we could be doing better because like, it's not like we know what we're doing. You know what yeah, we have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> we have no clue. You can find Jocelyn on Instagram. Again, the only social media that she does. <laughs> uh, she is... <laughs> Jocelyn Podcast. And you will find me on Instagram and on Twitter as Mr. Puzzetta, M-R-P-U-Z-Z-E-T-T-A. So that's where you'll find me. Uh, and so in this case then, for me and for Jocelyn, this is goodbye, folks. Thank you very much. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to Kicking and Streaming Podcast. If you found value in our content, please subscribe and share. We would also be delighted to hear what you think of this podcast. So please rate us by writing a quick review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all major social media platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. Join the conversation happening today on our Facebook group. 